Hi, and welcome to season two of Life, Death, and the Space Between podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Robbins, and here we explore life, death, consciousness, and what it all means. Welcome to the second season of the show. I'm really excited to be bringing you all new content this year with some really, really fascinating interviews coming up, some that I've already recorded, some that I'm planning on recording shortly, um, but really looking at not only death, but also changing our perspective on life, looking at some alternative forms of healing and just being open and exploring everything that's out there in a really curious and inquisitive way. If you are new to the podcast, I am going to spare you going back to the first episode and tell you my story here. So my second episode was an interview I did with a friend when I was first launching the podcast, but I figured I would retell you all my stories, my story. For those who have already heard it, you can listen again or not. Um, Of course, I'd love you to listen, but I totally understand and respect that you may have already heard this. But Uh, Maybe you'll hear something different that I didn't share on my first podcast that I'm sharing today. So in the beginning of my episodes, I often referred to myself as a psychologist and medium. And part of my reason for doing that is because I had these experiences and have had these experiences and continue to have experiences where I have the ability to connect with lost loved ones. Um, So my story dates back to when I was 18 years old. I'm not going to tell you how many years ago that was, but it was a lot. And I lost my aunt. My aunt was a diabetic and she died of, of complications from diabetes. She was waiting for a transplant and for she needed a kidney and a pancreas transplant because her kidneys had shut down and in order for everything to kind of work again. She needed all new organs. And while she was waiting for the transplant and they were assessing whether or not she would be eligible, they realized that her heart was very weak. So in order to make sure that she could withstand the transplant, they needed to do surgery on her heart. And while they were doing surgery on her heart, her arteries were so brittle that they were unable to revive her heart and she tragically died at the age of 48 uh, on the table in the operating room. Obviously for those of us, which I'm assuming is everybody listening, has experienced a death in their life. It was horribly tragic. I was in college at the time. I was a freshman. I went home for a couple days, came back to school, and went on to live my life. For a number of reasons, I had really internalized her experience living her life and was very anxious about having a similar fate. While I was not diabetic, I was the I am the oldest of three children in the same way that she was the oldest of three children, the oldest daughter with a younger sister and brother, and had really made these psychological connections about her life and started to live my life in a very, very fearful way, really anxious, sort of overwhelmed by anxiety, overwhelmed by wanting to be able to provide for myself, be able to be successful on my own. Um, for a number of reasons, which I won't get into here, but and, and really spent a whole lot of time in therapy 
exploring this. However, it wasn't really until I was about 24 when it was her son's wedding that was coming up, my cousin, who I'm very close to. He's like a brother to me. And in what seemed like a dream state, and I now know it was an after-death visitation, she came to me and she shared with me two very meaningful and poignant pieces. One was that she was going to be at the wedding and that I needed to tell my mom not to cry, not to be sad that she was going to be there. And the image that I saw at that moment was her her, she and I, my aunt, were sitting at my mom's kitchen table and my mom was standing at her kitchen sink crying. And it was so vivid that it's still seared in my mind today, just like it was however many years ago when I heard it a, a lot of years ago or when I saw her. And she also shared with me that she hurt, she wanted me to let her brother know that she hears him when he's talking to her when he's out when he's out walking so I of course woke up the next morning I called my mom I said mom I had this crazy dream last night aunt Linda came to me and she told me that she doesn't want you to be sad she sees you being sad and she's going to be there to which my mom said to me I was standing at my kitchen sink last night crying saying to her, talking out loud to her, saying, I can't believe you're not going to be at this wedding. I wish you could be at this wedding. And of course, at that moment, I was sort of in awe. My mom was in awe. She was crying. I was crying. For those of you who know me, I cry pretty frequently. Um, And then my uncle, I shared with him my experience, and he also shared the same thing that he that that is when he talks to her. So at that point, I really didn't think much of this, except that I had had this experience. I was in grad school at the time studying to be a psychologist. And I did share with one of my professors this experience. And she, she was very, very grounded in traditional psychotherapy, um, very based in in sort of the traditions of Freud. And also had studied indigenous healing and had encouraged me to explore and open myself up to the possibility that there might be something more for me, something more with my ability to connect. And I, again, dismissed it and went on with my studies. And then my grandfather passed away, my papa, and it started happening again where he would come to me in these after-death visitations and share with me information. And then, um, again, I dismissed it and I tried to pretend that it didn't, not that it didn't happen, but that this was just a one-off experience. I did a little reading, I dabbled in some exploration, but still nothing really profound. And then it started happening more frequently and it started happening with patients, loved ones, and I never was able to confirm with them that this was their experience, but in the same way that I've talked on this podcast about this, you know, the Claire's and how we have different um, senses that sort of connect to these Claire's, I just had this knowing that the information that I was getting was for patients, not for me, not 
my own head speaking, but really something bigger and something outside of myself. People will refer to it as download sometimes, but it was very profound to me. And at that point, I felt like I needed to start exploring and really start understanding what exactly these experiences were. So I contacted that professor again, and she referred me to a woman who was a medium who I worked with for a couple of years and just learned and practiced and learned and practiced. And then I did what I would call my internship, which was to open myself up to anybody who wanted to meet with me. One of the things that I forgot to mention was part of the other reason that sort of pushed me towards this was that things started happening in my world that were really unexplainable lights in my house going on and off constantly and not just flickering lights but the experience of having like the entire um, lights in my house going up and down as if there was a power outage in the neighborhood with my husband who was home who was very 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 grounded and not at all I shouldn't say not at all a believer but definitely like a huge huge skeptic as I was at the time So these experiences were happening and I felt like I needed to get some control and to have some boundaries around it because it felt it was starting to feel a little invasive to me and I was feeling not super comfortable with having this energy around me that wasn't in my control. So I worked with this woman for a couple of years and then did what I call my my internship. So I opened myself up to anybody who was interested in a reading, friends, family, and I did readings for three months. I probably did 20 or 30 readings and never really felt like that was my passion. And I know that there are some people who have the experience of being born a medium and they just feel like they have had that connection since very early on. I don't feel like I'm one of those people. So when this internship was over, I again put things on the back burner. I really felt like it was amazing and it was rewarding, but it wasn't a path that I wanted to pursue. And I went back to my regular clinical work, which I was doing this whole time, and again tried to kind of push it out of my consciousness and really didn't didn't really touch it until two years ago when I was on a a trip with my four high school girlfriends and we hadn't really connected in almost 20 years. And at that point, they had said that they had heard that I had had these experiences or that I had been able to connect and they wanted to have that experience with me. And I'm really hesitant because I get very anxious and so my ego gets in the way of my being able to connect. And my girlfriends and I were sitting in Mexico and I had a tequila and was much more relaxed. And we were sitting and my friend who is a reporter who you, if you listen to my first podcast, you heard her on there, started questioning me and really grilling me as if she were a reporter. And I suddenly had this download and I said to her, who is Jerry? And she burst into tears and my two other friends who were kind of who were watching this all started crying and sure enough jerry was her grandfather that i never knew because he died before i knew her and she never talked about him so it was this moment of 
like of of awakening for me in some way and really is what propelled me to do this podcast because I am a student at heart and if I could be a student forever I would be and in addition to my love of learning I also love to help and teach which is why I do what I do I don't teach but I help and this felt like after really searching looking inside of myself, looking outside of myself, probably more than I should, and being true to what felt like a push for me to share what I had explored over 20 years and what I continue to explore and what I continue to learn. So I'm not here to say I have all the answers. I know all the answers. What I'm here to do is hopefully open all of you up and allow you to be on this journey with me, this journey of curiosity, this journey of learning, this journey of growing, because I think as a human being, that's the greatest thing that we have is the opportunity to grow and learn and expand. And this podcast is here to help you expand your own consciousness, to be more comfortable in your life, to live more fully, to embrace life, to love people, to love yourself, to really integrate everything that we learn on this podcast into your life. So I'm looking forward to you continuing on this journey with me in season two. Again, if you have any questions, please send them to me at LDSB podcast. No, that is not it. LDSB questions at gmail.com. And follow me on Instagram at Dr. Amy Robbins. Let me know what you think. You can also subscribe to my newsletter on my website, dramyrobbins.com. And I'm excited for all the content I have in store for you this year. Like what you heard today and want to hear more? curious about what comes next and what it all means, you can subscribe on iTunes. Just go to podcasts and find life, death, and the space between and hit subscribe. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Amy Robbins. Ask me any questions you might have. Let me know what else you'd love to hear about or just share your story. I can't wait to hear from you.